Welcome to a Durban Christian Center South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and build you up to walk circumspectly before the Lord. I want you to give them a big, friendly God bless you as Pastor Harvey comes to minister the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. It is very, very exciting for Leslie and I to be here and uh, to break the bread of life with you. Don't worry about me taking off my watch. The one preacher did that, and someone asked his wife, what does that mean? She said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Always an honor to have the mother of our work in the house. Pastor Johnny has greeted you. We'd be amiss if we didn't just say how much we love you. You know that. It is a great honor to have you here with us today. And uh, it's nice to see you, Sandy. We have friends from many, many years that have come to join us today. Carl and Maureen, we want to say hi. And, of course, so many familiar faces. And I share some things with you since we last saw you. A few more wrinkles, some gray hair. <laughs> and uh, people say, hey, you guys look good, man, in America. And we say, look, plastic surgery works, you know. <clears throat> the Bible says Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Praise the Lord, Pastor Johnny. It is great to be in your house. It is wonderful to be here. I know you know that we have a good sense of humor and the joy of the Lord is our strength. But Leslie will tell you if there's one thing that I get very serious about, it's the Word of God. And the reason behind that is that within the Word of God contains the life-changing power that you and I desperately need. So we've come armed with a message that is both prophetic and apostolic. And for the next 38 minutes, I just want you to give me your time and attention because I believe the Lord is going to bless us today in a mighty way as we prepare for a year that I'm calling perfect vision. You know, if you go and see the eye doctor, the optometrist who always overcharges you, he will say to you, if you see well, you have 2020 vision. Well, next year is 2020. It's a year of perfect vision. It's a year where we need to begin to put expectations at the foot of the cross and say, God, this is my year. I declare it. I proclaim it. I apostolically release it. This is our year. Let me read to you from Joshua. Pastor Johnny started to lay the foundation because my story today comes from the children of Israel. Joshua 3 verse 5 declares the following. And Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Heavenly Father, as we turn to your word today, I thank you for the life-changing power of your word. I thank you, Father, that you said you sent your, forth your word and healed them. And Father, I thank you that today as your word is preached, as the bread of life is broken within your family today, right here in this building, in the name of Jesus, signs, wonders, and miracles in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that in this moment in time, I recognize that in and of myself, I can do nothing. But with you, all things become possible in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For years, I have been passionate about searching the Scripture for God's patterns and principles. 
we have grown up in a house that has always been a house of faith. It's been a house of prayer for all nations. It's been a place where miracles, signs, and wonders happen. It's an environment that we've grown up in to expect amazing things from our Father in heaven. And so I look at the patterns and principles, Pastor Johnny, and I've come to understand that God lives in a different realm than we live. We live in a natural realm. We understand that. God lives in a supernatural realm. And so it explains it so well in the scripture in Isaiah with God speaking through the prophet. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. When we live in the natural realm, we literally live by design at a lower level. But God is encouraging us, and it's not always a given, it's sometimes periodic. We move up and then we move back down. But God is encouraging us through the patterns and principles of his word to make an effort by faith to live in a higher realm. God is willing to allow us through his patterns and principles of his word to understand the keys to releasing supernatural things within our natural environment. I don't know where you are in your life and walk with God, but I know where I've come from. And had it not been for the Heavenly Father who dramatically touched this physical body, I would simply not be standing here today. As a young boy, the report came that by the time you will be 23, maybe 24, you will be confined permanently to a wheelchair. Had it not been for this house of faith, this house in a, a lyric theater on a Friday night, a long, long time ago, the power of God, like He is today in this place, was in that place. And God, by His miracle-working power, changed everything. And here we are, 40 years later, still proclaiming the gospel, still declaring that He is a miracle-working God, that He is a God that is able to change what man says impossible, and He is a God that is able to make it possible. So patterns and principles have become such an important part of our lives. We are busy ministering in a church in Washington, D.C. We're building five churches in New Orleans. The Lord has us all over the place, prophetically speaking, into churches in different parts of the world. And I was saying to Nell this morning, to look back, Pastor Nelly, we stand still today on the foundation that was laid by the patterns and principles that were taught in the very beginning days of the Durban Christian Center. We can thank God for that. The same patterns and principles are being taught today by your apostle in this house. Why? Because that's what the Bible teaches. The patterns and principles of God have not changed. But what it needs is us to dig deeper into them, to understand the revelation, to realize that every single time God moves, He moves according to a divine pattern or a divine principle. 
And you and I need to know these divine patterns and principles because within them are contained the ways of God. And just as the scripture reads in Isaiah, God's ways are not man's ways. So if we want to get a higher result, we have to go to a higher place. And the higher place is God's ways. And God's ways are revealed by His patterns and principles. And so when we look at the journey that the children of Israel took, there they were in captivity in Egypt. Well, hello, look at the the parallel to you and I today. I know I was certainly in a place of captivity once upon a time, captive by sin, captive by my lack of knowledge about who Jesus was. And God has always had a land of promise for you and I. He has today. The children were on a journey to the promised land. And if I was to ask each and every one of you, and I don't need to, but if I was, do you have at least one promise in your heart this morning for 2020? Is there one promise that you're believing God for? Perhaps the miracle of healing. Perhaps the miracle of a son or daughter being born again. Yet, this is what Joshua discusses with his people. He says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. Say tomorrow with me. Tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things, not average things, not normal things, not boring things, not things that your doctor can do, not things that your dentist can fix. The Bible declares He, God, the creator of heaven and earth, will do amazing things amongst you. Let's talk for a minute about amazing things. Amazing things for you might be different than amazing things for me. If the Lord is going to touch your physical body and change it from a state of sickness to wellness, to me, that's an amazing thing. Another translation calls it supernatural things. Supernatural. In other words, it's at a higher level. It's God stepping in from His place of authority into our little world and changing something, rearranging the atmosphere over our lives, making adjustments in that physical body. Well, how does God do it, you say? That's a very good question. I think I should take some water. I must draw attention to this Michael Jackson microphone. I think this will look... I was really hoping to preach with this pimped-out mic today. I saw it next to me, Pastor Johnny, and I thought, whoa, look what you do for your guest speakers, man. This is like pimped out. And then I end up with this super boring microphone. But anyway. Now, I'm allowed to put my water on this box because you may not know this, but we had that made, Pastor Johnny, with John, wasn't it? Our brother John Neverson. That box is nearly as old as Pastor Johnny and I. <laughs> Dear God. We're talking about supernatural things. When your doctor looks at you as he's done with me, because my testimony is I have blindness in my family. My mother died blind. I have two cousins who are my age in England. They're both blind. I go to the optometrist. And he says to me, I can't explain it, but every time you come back, your eyesight is stronger. It's better. There is a progressive miracle that is continually at work in this physical body. 
because God is able to do amazing and supernatural things. And the word that we've traveled here today is a preparatory word for Pastor Johnny's sermon on January or December the 31st. It's a message about next year, 2020, a year of perfect vision, to prepare you to begin to anticipate the amazing, supernatural things that God is wanting to do in our lives. So I have to find it in the Scripture. I have to believe that there is a pattern. A pattern is a foundational truth. It's something that God set in place, and it remains as long as the earth remains. Well, give me an example, you say. Well, let's do that. If you look at the order of creation, there was a moment where God spoke and said, Let there be light. Now notice tomorrow morning, when you get up, God does not have to say every single day, let there be light in order for the sun to rise in the east and to set in the west. Just because he spoke it once, because he is a speaking, creating God, the sun knows that it is to rise every single day in obedience to the Father who set in place a pattern which will remain as long as the earth remains. It's set in place you can take it to the bank. These are the patterns of God's Word. So I can ex explore the Scripture and find patterns about destiny, patterns about faith, patterns about healing. Today, we're talking about patterns of supernatural things. Is God willing to do that for me? I'm here today to declare, yes, He is. And He talks to Joshua about it. And he says, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow I will do amazing things among you. It is a pattern. It is God revealing his will. It is God speaking something into existence. It is God saying to his people then and saying to you and I now, I, the father of all of us, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who holds the world in the palm of his hand and uses the earth as his footstool, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of all things, the one who breathed into the nostrils of Adam and made him a living soul. I, God, am wanting to do amazing things among you. We can never, ever let it become commonplace that miracles happen amongst us. It is never, it is never an ordinary moment in heaven when one soul gets born again. It is a time of rejoicing continually. And for us as we travel and as we minister to people, when we see people's lives changed by the life-changing power of God's presence, it is never ordinary. It is always exceptional. It is always extraordinary. It is always amazing. If it's in Fiji and they have a, an unusual language, it is, it is, it is just unusual. Uh, or if it's in China, when they're translating there, it sounds like they are angry at you. They, and you're like, did I say something wrong? Did I upset them? But it's just how the language is. It doesn't matter what tongue it is in. It doesn't matter how it's presented, how well-dressed or not well-dressed the person is. If the power and presence of God is in the house, lives hold the capacity and the potential to be changed forever. I want to declare to you today, 
prophetically and apostolically that God wants you to grab hold of this word and say, Lord, I'm placing an anticipation and expectation for amazing things to happen amongst us in 2020. And the reason it's important that this message is spoken perhaps a few weeks before the new year comes upon us is because as with most patterns in God's Word, there are oftentimes, not always, but often, there are conditions attached to such patterns. And we have to realize that the way God releases His patterns virtually in every instance is by speaking. God is so at a higher level than you and I are. For example, this beautiful pulpit. I said it the last time I was here, and I'll say it again. Pastor Johnny is a very wise person. He grabbed a whole lot of stuff from the dome before we got into trouble there. And so I'm preaching behind the pulpit that the same guy that made this box made this pulpit. And he grabbed some seats. Very wise, Pastor Johnny. So I'm honored today to have the mother in the house and to have the very pulpit that I stared at people preaching at for decades right here beneath my notes. Listen to me now. If God was to create this pulpit, he doesn't have to do what Brother John had to do and get turning machines and gluing machines. God would create it by saying, let there be a pulpit. Because he is a creating God through his words. So when he says, I sent forth my word and healed them, he sent it out of his mouth. And by the authority of God speaking alone, creates a pattern that today, apostle, we can speak his word and healings can take place. I sensed it in the worship as Pastor Johnny prayed over you. Yes, we believe in the doctrine of the laying on of hands. And if you haven't done your hair this morning, for free we will anoint you with oil and we will mess everything up. Yes, we believe in the anointing of oil. Yes, we believe in the doctrine of the laying on of hands. But we also believe every single word that God has ever spoken through His prophets and apostles, through His Son Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, recording it through Scripture. He sent forth His Word and healed them. You can be in a stadium of 65,000 people as we were with Pastor Benny some years ago right here in the city of Durban. And for whatever reason, the heavens opened and there was a deluge of rain and the, 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 the crusade seemed momentarily destroyed. But without anyone being touched, without anyone being laid hands on, or oil being anointed, people were getting out of wheelchairs. People were throwing away their crutches because Benny understood that he can stand and speak by the power of the living God. He can declare God's Word because we understand the patterns and principles of God's Word. If God put the pattern into place that I can send forth His Word and heal them, that the Word will go forth and will not return void until it's accomplished the purpose for which it was sent. You can take it to the bank. It's the Word of God. What we need to do is get up out of our natural realm, step up higher into a supernatural realm, allow the ways of God and the thoughts of God to permeate our very existence and simply accept the fact that A, He can do it, and B, He wants to do it. So God declares to Joshua, you know, it's terrible, Pastor Johnny, when you spend so much money on a watch and you can't even see 
what it says, eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord, there's one in the back. I need a complaint to my optometrist. I can't see it. <laughs> the patterns and principles are the very solid foundations of what God is wanting to do in your life and what he's wanting to do in my life. And there are oftentimes conditions. So Joshua has this conversation with God. And you've got to realize the significance of this conversation because Moses had handed over the leadership to Joshua. Joshua was the man. He goes up the mountain. He doesn't talk to Elijah. He doesn't talk to Moses. I mean, Moses was busy transitioning anyway. He was not ready yet to talk to anybody. And he wasn't talking to anyone else. He was talking to God himself. And God gives Joshua the very first instruction for the people. It's not something Joshua dreamt up. It's not something he thought was a good idea. God says to him, go down the mountain to my people and tell them who are staring in the distance at the land of promise. Just like you and I today, we're looking at that miracle that is just in our future, that is in the tomorrow. It's not quite manifested itself yet into today. It is just ahead of us. The miracle of healing, the miracle of prosperity, that job promotion, that son or daughter who left home and you haven't seen for decades, that you know is on the streets, that is a drug addict, and you've remained in prayer, believing that they're going to come home. Listen to me. That miracle is just across the river. It's just across your future. It's in tomorrow. And the first thing God tells Joshua to tell the people, he says this, tell them to consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing supernatural things among you. So yes, church, yes, DCC South, there is a condition. God says, consecrate yourselves. Let's talk about this pattern for a minute. We have to accept some responsibility here. The Bible says, consecrate yourselves. So I immediately know I cannot rely on Pastor Leslie's faith to consecrate me. I cannot rely on Pastor Johnny's faith. Forty years in the ministry together. Forty years. I know him. I love him. I admire him. I pray for him. But I can't rely on his faith for my consecration. Nor can you rely on your pastor's faith for your consecration. God reveals the pattern and here's a newsflash. He says, consecrate yourselves. So if you want to know why the children of Israel took 40 years to do a maybe 10 day journey. I've done it twice. Twice, once seven days, once two weeks. And they had so much going for them. They had a pillar of fire. They had a cloud. They had water squirting out of a rock. They had manna from heaven. They had shoes and clothing that would never wear out. But they took 40 years because you've got to remember that your destiny has an enemy and your enemy has a strategy. And today, the same things the Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, he says the same sins that were challenging the children of Israel are in the church today. The same strategy that the devil used then, he's using now to hold us back 
from the consecration that God is calling us to in order to prepare the way for Him to do amazing things amongst us. And I'm not here today to speak about the sins of the children of Israel, but if you are a great student of the Word and you want to get into the meat of the Word, here they are, lust, idolatry, fornication, tempting Christ, and murmuring. These were the same five sins, Paul says, that he found in the church that he was writing to. And he says these same things are hassling you today as they hassled the children of Israel. To me, this reveals the devil's strategy. This is what he uses against your destiny, against the purpose of God in your lives, simply to delay you in your journey. I'm here today to say no more delay. No more delay. No more delay. 2020 is the year. I'm declaring to you today that in your life, if you receive this word this morning as a word from heaven, if you will seek God in a season of unique consecration, 2020 can be the best year of your life ever. Why take 40 years if you can get there in 10 days? So I love this, Pastor Johnny, because there are conditions. God says, you, me, us, we do the consecration. And we make way for God to do what only He can do. Because understand, there is no man alive that can perform supernatural acts in your life. There is no man alive that can do the amazing things Joshua is talking about. Only God can do that. I remember the Jewish doctor when he wrote on my medical report. My mom took me to this great doctor in the city of Durban. And he literally wrote these words. He said, the reversal in this young man's condition can only be ascribed as a miracle. A Jewish man who did not believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And he was willing to recognize that this huge reversal in my blood could only be ascribed as a miracle. I'm here today as a testimony before you to let you know if it's cancer that is your diagnosis or if it is diabetes that is your diagnosis, as we consecrate ourselves to God, He is able and willing and wanting to do amazing things amongst us. I long to hear the reports when people come, Pastor Johnny, and they say, hey, I went back to the doctor, and he says he doesn't know how or why, but the cancer's gone. The diabetes is gone. He doesn't know how or why. And we don't ignore the doctors. You've got to remember that according to the patterns of faith in the Scripture, we recognize the intelligent work of the medical profession. I have some friends who have got so many degrees, I affectionately just refer to them as Dr. Thermometer. They are super intelligent, hyper intelligent. So we don't disregard the facts when we're believing God, but we recognize that our faith operates at a higher level than the facts. In fact, I need to know what's going on in this anatomy, in this body, so I know how to pray. Why pray for my toe if it's my eyes that need the miracle? What is the point of having the best seeing toes in the house? We don't disregard the facts. We just operate at a level above them. Why? Because God's ways are not man's ways. 
God's thoughts are not man's thoughts. As the heavens are high above the earth, so are his ways and thoughts higher than ours. So God releases this pattern. And remember, patterns remain as long as the earth remains. We're still here, so it applies. I'm looking tomorrow in my life and yours for the amazing things that God is wanting to do. So I have to fulfill the condition because that's how it is. I am the created. He is the creator. Just in case anyone in the house doesn't understand the order, the created serves the creator. I love it when I bump into some of these obnoxious preachers around the world, and I, I don't drop names. I'm not like that. Billy Graham told me not to do that. And they want to tell God what he must do. I'm going to demand this of God. I'm going to tell God. Hello? That would be like you coming home and your dog starts to speak to you and says, Excuse me, I'd like filet mignon today, please. <laughs> Listen, it's a dog. He doesn't get to make those decisions. And I'm not saying that we're like dogs. Don't get me wrong if that's what you got out of that. That's a terrible analogy. It's a... It's a terrible comparison. Listen to me. We are his creation. Do you want to know what he says about us? I'll tell you what he says about us. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works with God, who before ordained that we should walk in them. It is his will. We are his workmanship. We were created by him. He breathed into our nostrils and made us a living soul. And he ordained us unto good works, not bad works, not frivolous works, not pointless works, but good works that we should walk in them. It is his divine will. It is his divine order that we walk in good works. The devil has lied to some of us. I'm here today to tell you that Christians are not patched up sinners. We are new creations in Christ. Some of us come from the wrong side of the track. Some of us were not born with silver spoons in our mouths. I was one of those people. You might have been born on this side or that side. Or like me, you might have been born on the track itself. It doesn't matter. We are new creations in Christ. We were created for His workmanship. And part of that is the good works that the Bible says He ordained before. When? Well, I'll tell you when. The Bible says He put those good works in your destiny in place before He formed you in your mother's womb. Before He knew all about you. David declares, all of the days of my life were laid out before you, before I lived even one of them. God knows everything that He intended for you and I. Good works that He ordained. And now He's sharing this pattern with Joshua about amazing supernatural times. Here's what I've come to love about the church. And we're talking about consecration. This is the condition. What is consecration? What does it mean to you today? One of the great earmarks of the Durban Christian Center is that we have forever believed in the power of God's changing word. That it will change us. It never changes. It will change us. So I declare to you today, when it comes to the church, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. That's my life story, and I know it's yours as well. 
However we were when we came in, we're not the same people today. The word has empowered us. It has equipped us. It has changed us. It has formed, shaped, and molded us. It has healed us. It has educated us. It has prepared us. It's given us wisdom and revelation and understanding. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. So consecration can mean many things. But one thing it definitely means is that we're in a continual process of change because of the goodness of God. If you are exactly where you were a year ago, that's not a good thing. It is a continual relational growth period. Where we were 10 months ago, we need to be further down the road today because that is the nature of the consecrational relationship we have with God. It's not His will that we come into the church, receive Christ as Savior, get baptized, and boom, that's it. Quite frankly, that would be terribly boring. The journey that we have all walked together over 40 years has been amazing. The churches that have been sent out, the people that have been sent out under the banner of the Durban Christian Center, there are hundreds of stories that we can share with you. People running churches all over this country, all over the world, touching the world because of this house. And most we have sent out, some we kicked out. <laughs> some we kicked out. But I look at this house and let me tell you what I see. I see this house thriving because the wisdom of the mum and dad and the wisdom of the son understood the need to be released, to be blessed. And to be sent. And because of that, there is all sorts of blessings that are coming your way. There are generational blessings. There are blessings that the house has for you. There are blessings that God has ordained for the Durban Christian Center that will happen in the south, in the north, in the east, and the west. Because there are sons honoring mothers and fathers. There are sons being recognized by mothers and fathers. Praise God. So consecration, A, is a relationship. Secondly, this is what it means to me. It's like the Father in heaven looking into your eyes right now. Into your eyes, Carl, Maureen, Leslie. To every single one of our eyes. It's just you in the room with him for a quick second. And he looks deep into your soul. And he says these words to you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to spend more time with you. We don't have to get crazy and religious about consecration and have holy water and funny hats. We can do that. There's a store in America called Cross Dress for Less. A oh, Ross Dress for Less. Sorry, I got that mixed up a minute then. God is not a religious God. He is a relational God. And he's looking at us this morning. And it doesn't matter if you're the busiest person in the room. And you're the one that's struggling with your timetable because there's so much to do. God is looking at you and he's saying, I want to spend more time with you, my son. I want to spend more time with you, my daughter. Another thing that it means to me is the following as I begin to close. I ask you today, 
What is God asking you to give up in order to make more room for him to show up? We live in a life, church, that is so distractive by its nature. Part of the attack of the enemy today, the same five sins that he brought against the children of Israel are the same ones. They just manifest themselves in different ways. And part of that is the sin of distraction where the devil will do anything or everything to allow us to have no time for our Father in heaven. But that is the birthplace of miracles. That is the, de- that is the dependent place that before the amazing times will come tomorrow, which is what the pattern says, today God is waiting on us to engage in a season of personal consecration. And we know it's personal because he says, do it yourself. He has placed the responsibility squarely at our feet individually. And he says, when you do this, I will do my part, God says, and that will be tomorrow. In other words, it's coming. In other words, it's in our future. And it's dependent on us doing our part. I want to declare to you today, and I'll speak it over this house, and I'll speak it over you individually, that God is standing in a place where he is ready to do amazing, supernatural things amongst us. And he's just saying to us, my son, my daughter, consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. I want you to close your eyes with me this morning. Let me the privilege of just praying over you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we stand in this house today, I know, Lord, that this word is permeating into the hearts of your sons and daughters. And Lord, as I look prophetically, I see miracles of healing. I see miracles of family members returning. I see healed marriages. The Lord is saying to me this morning, there are some of you that have thought it's over. It's not going to get any better. But I want to declare to you today, as you consecrate yourselves to God, He is able to take what you think is broken and refresh it in such a way that those 40 years that you've spent in that relationship, He is able to reach into your past and bring your past right around and to make it begin serving your future. What you thought was over is not over. What you thought was unmendable is not unmendable. With God, it is mendable. With God, it is fixable. Because He doesn't just fix it, He renews it. He doesn't just mend it, He completely restores it. Which means it was as good as it ever was. And then because He is the Heavenly Father, He makes it better just because He can. I'm calling back sons and daughters. I'm calling to the unsaved in this house today. There are some of you mothers and grandmothers that have been praying for children and grandchildren, not just for five minutes, but for five, 10, 15, 20 years. The Lord is saying to you today prophetically, the year 2020 is the year they're coming home. Consecrate yourselves to me, saith the Lord. He says, for tomorrow I will do amazing things. For tomorrow I will blast into your natural environment supernatural miracles that will astound you. This is what the word of the Lord is to this house today. In the name of Jesus. Father, I release 
apostolically supernatural miracles. It's coming, the Lord says. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I see people raising their hands. It's like you're reaching up towards heaven and saying, Lord, I'm taking it. That's for me. That's for me. That's for me. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. It's coming, church. It's coming. I, I almost demand of you today to put aside years of where you've believed and you haven't seen and begin to open your heart afresh for a year that is on the doorstep of commencing, a year of where you will see where that faith will produce, where this pattern today, where you unlock the key by going through a process now until the beginning of the year of personal consecration. Well, how do I do that, Harvey? What does it mean? All it means, because it's personal, you've got to get before God and you've got to say, Father, show me what it is that I need to give up in order to make room for you to show up. For some people, it's something as simple as an addiction to sport. For some people, it is an addiction to work. Work, 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 work. Work, 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 work. doesn't matter what it is because it's a personal thing. Even as we're sitting here, the Holy Spirit will just touch something in your spirit and say, I want you to give that up. The Lord has had me give up friends. He's had me give up environments that I thought I was being productive in. That I loved. Projects, charities. The South African Police Reserve Force, when we were a part of it, we loved it. We were doing good. And the Lord said to me, I want you to give that up to make more room for me to show up. Consecration is about recognizing that we are His creation. We are His workmanship. And if He demands more time from us, then we ought to give it. And we ought to be ready to draw closer to Him in any form or shape that He requires of us. Father, speak to us today in Jesus' name. It's not for me this morning to say you should or should not do this or you should be doing that or not. It's for me to say, get with the Lord. Get with the Father. Let Him show you. Even now, He's illuminating by His Holy Spirit some things in this house. And as you fulfill this process of personal consecration, He will always fulfill His Word. But how do you know that? Because God cannot lie. It is against His very nature. He, truth isn't something He does. Truth is something He is. So when God says, if you will consecrate yourselves, I will show up in a way that you've never seen before, He will do that. So Father, today, I release in this house miracles of supernatural release. Amazing things, Father. Supernatural things in the name of Jesus. Supernatural things in the name of Jesus. I want to ask those of you that are believing in 2020 that it's your year for healing. I want you to quickly stand up. Please, join me for a special prayer. If it's not you, stay seated right where you are. But I want you to stand up and acknowledge today that Jesus is the one by His miracle working power that can shift the atmosphere over our lives. And I'm only doing what the Holy Ghost tells me to do this morning. This atmosphere in this house is rich 
with the healing power of God. It is always here. It's not something that I or anyone else brings in with them. It is resident in this house because this is one of the houses where the presence of God abides by your very presence. And the Lord is saying today there are miracles of healing, supernatural miracles that define the medical realm, that will confuse the doctors, that will amaze you that He wants to do in your lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I want everybody who's believing God, I'm one of those people, I want you to raise your right hand towards heaven. Just raise your right hand up and say after me, Heavenly Father, I commit today to consecrate myself. And in an answer to your word, I'm believing you, God, for supernatural things, for amazing things, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. I declare today, Father, this is my year of healing. This is my year of miracles. I believe your word. I will do my part, God. And I know you will do yours. In Jesus' mighty name. Stay standing. Father, I release miracles. 2020, the year of perfect vision. Miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. There are atmospheres that God will shift. He's already put it in place. He's already put it in place. He's saying to us today, as you draw closer to me, as you consecrate yourselves to me afresh, yes, the miracles will come. What I'm seeing in the realm of the prophetic is I'm seeing them blast into people's lives. I'm seeing them come into people's lives. I'm seeing atmospheres change. I'm seeing medical reports that were different than the last time you went. Miracles, 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 healings, 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 healings in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Healings, healings, healings in Jesus' mighty name. For yea, the Lord says, this house was predicated and built upon an apostolic declaration that said, this is a house of miracles. This is a place where miracles happen. It has been the very words that have been spoken by every generation of leaders in this house. We were blessed by the transforming word of God and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Center South, and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website www.durbanchristiancenter.co.za.